Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by DeSoto Auto Sales. Here are your hosts, Brett Stats Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome back into Sports Time with Bryant and Brett as we start our 5 o'clock hour. And joining us now from the Daily Memphian to talk about the Tigers and what they did against Boise State this weekend, Tim Buckley joins us now. Tim, thanks so much for joining us. And through five weeks now, Tigers sitting at 4-1, and one, that only loss uh, coming against Missouri two weeks ago. But, but what were some of your biggest takeaways from that win against Boise State? Obviously needing that comeback down 17-0, but uh, it kind of made the right adjustments at halftime and, and really dominated in that second half. Well, I tell you what, down down seventeen zip in the second quarter there, their their season might have been hanging in the balance because um, if they if they ended up getting blown out in that one and go into that Tulane game with a with the bad attitude and you get stomped and all of a sudden now you're sour on you know what your conference chances are, it, it could all gone gone south for uh, Brian Silverfield and the crew. But um, you know they they showed some resiliency. Um, they showed some want it, um, and and they got it together. That the, the special teams play, obviously, uh, with the block by Jeffrey uh, Cantonarka was absolutely huge. I think that mm-hmm. was, you know, a real tight turner. And if if Seth Hennigan doesn't hit Rock Taylor with that fifty three yarder, and a couple plays later they uh, they connect on that, I guess it was nineteen yard or whatever it was touchdown pass. Um, it probably doesn't happen. So you tip your cap to them for, for getting the act together. But, boy, they have got to get off to a better start against uh, Tulane. Yeah, and but, Tim, I, I, you're right. You are so right. It, it was fragile. I'm, I'm watching the score, and I'm like, oh, no, man, next week's not going to be fun. And then they come back, and they pull out a thriller, and you learn a lot from it. One, and confidence is so fragile out there for all of us, but especially for a 20-year-old, and with that, kind of sports near-death experience, a lot of times it makes you a lot better. We talked all summer. We talked with you at AAC Media Days about the three-game stretch with the open date, Mizzou, Boise State, now the open date next Friday night against Tulane. I say so far so good, Uh, you know, splitting with Mizzou and Boise and playing very respectably in St. Louis and then the win Saturday, all's well that ends well. Yeah, I think I think basically they are where pretty much everybody thought they would be this season after the Mizzou game, and then you know a little line up with the win over Boise State because going into the season nobody really knew what Boise would or wouldn't do, and even after their first two losses, nobody knew what they would or wouldn't be because they faced uh, you know Penix and and, and Washington and. You know, he's a potential Heisman candidate. He might end up in New York, and um, they they lost the, the the UCF game on a close one too, uh, on a close one. And um, so you really didn't know, you know, how how good or bad Boise would be. And boy, when you're looking at them up seventeen nothing, you're thinking they're awfully good. So um, they they basically are where you thought they would be. I thought, honestly, going back a little bit, I thought Missouri controlled that game for for most of the game. Yes, they had a chance to to, to tie uh, first play of the, the, the fourth quarter if there wasn't the interception. But even at that point, you still kind of felt like 
uh, you know, Missouri could, if they had to, could could come up with something on offense because the Tigers' defense gave up too many big plays. But they hung with an SEC team. I mean, I know, you know, kissing your sister and all that stuff, but um, they hung with an SEC team for most of four quarters. Um, even if Missouri did seem like they were they were cruising a little bit. Um, and, and now you go into this two-lane game exactly where you want to be with what should be, um, for them, hopefully, a huge crowd. Uh, Tim, here, here's my tra- transitive property uh, on all the college football. Ole Miss could not move Tulane at the line of scrimmage at all. Moved LSU at will. This week, Mizzou's playing LSU in, in, in Columbia, and I think they, they, they stand a, a chance to stay in that game, maybe win that game. When Memphis plays Tulane, they're, they're playing a really high-level team um, that I think both Memphis and Tulane this year in the SEC would sort it out pretty well for themselves. Kevin Bacon ends up on the sideline on October 13th. Somehow. Tie it all together. Yeah. So, somehow. <laughs> or he's standing there in the animal house scene. Everybody <laughs> remain calm. <laughs> oh, goodness. That, that was a lot to digest there. Um, yeah, that was a lot. Look, I was trying too yeah. hard, wasn't it, Tim? But, <laughs> they, but you know what? Look, they, 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 their only loss for both of them uh, is to an SEC team. Um, there's there's something to be said for that. Tulane has Michael Pratt, the the quarterback, back, uh, and you know maybe they have a chance against Ole Miss without him. Who knows? Um, mm-hmm. He he wasn't uh, great in his his first game back against Nichols, uh, you know, an FCS program that, despite being one and three, don't be deceived by that, is is actually a pretty good football team. Um, they played some some a really tough schedule. I think they had TCU early, and they had. Uh, a number 10 uh, FCS program on their schedule early. Um, Well-coached team, too, by uh, Tim sure. Rebo. Um, and, uh, um, and, 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 Tim, we, we know you get, you get all those players kind of south of I-10, you know they can play. Huh. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Actually, uh, total aside, I happen to know uh, Coach Rebo real well. He was a longtime defensive back coach at uh, Louisiana uh, University of Louisiana when I was covering the Raging Cajuns. Oh, wow. And uh, um, he actually, this is getting like totally off track here. A few years back, um, I don't know if you remember or not, but there was that one year when the Hurricanes were just blowing mm-hmm. through Louisiana and hitting the Gulf Coast hard and everything. And that Nichols team relocated uh, to Memphis for quite a while because their, their uh-huh. facilities yeah. just got blown out. And I remember talking to Coach Rebo after that, uh, and uh, he was so grateful to uh, the Memphis community and everybody over at the University of Memphis for uh, accommodating the way they did when they were really in a uh, time of need. But, uh, boy, did I ever digress. I have no clue where we were. No, I, I, I love it because, yeah. we, 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 and you know that area well, that, that, that pot of players down there, uh, they're unlike any other. I mean, and, and really a oh, yeah. lot of different sports. Tim Buckley with well, us the, from the, the Daily Bayou, I'm telling you, the, the Bayou kids, I'm sorry to interrupt, the Bayou kids and, uh-huh. and a lot of those, uh, those, those New Orleans kids, uh-huh. they can compete anywhere in the country. Oh, yeah. 
they, they, they sure can. And, and Tim, I'm, 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 I'm going to stay with the digression. I've said about that part of the world, especially south of I-10, and I, I mean it lovingly. It's a, it's their own world. It's a different world. Oh, yeah. They literally have their own language. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived, I lived in it. Um, fascinating. And uh, um, it, it, it's a fascinating culture. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. And um, they're just good, honest, hardworking people that that you know that work and play with a whole lot of grit uh, and a whole lot of fun and. Uh, uh, let the good times roll and all that. They they do their fair share of that, but when it when it gets time to doing some work, they know how to do that as well. So uh, um, I'm with you on that. Talking to Tim Buckley from the Daily Memphian, and Tim, you you mentioned kind of these slow starts for the Tigers when when we first started talking to you. Uh, what are, what is Coach Silverfield saying about these slow starts, especially the one on Saturday? And when you're watching, I mean, what what are some adjustments you think this team needs to make to to get off to those faster starts? Well, I, I don't know that he necessarily has a has a true handle on it. Right. Um, they're being super conservative with their their play calling, um, opening things up a little bit, um, probably wouldn't hurt. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, I asked Seth Hennigan about, and his eyes lit up when, when he started talking about it, just how much when he hit Taylor with that 53 yarder, how yeah. much he just loosened up the, uh, uh, the Boise state defense. Um, maybe take a, a few more chances early. Um, they got to do something though, to get in sync. Cause, what what Rock Taylor was talking about afterwards, he was talking about sour faces, and he was talking about guys pointing fingers at each other. When when you got when you got that kind of stuff happening in uh, you know whatever it is the, the fifth game of the season, mm-hmm. uh, that's not a good thing. And if, and if yeah, if they hadn't gotten it turned around, um, like we talked about before, it could have been trouble. So maybe they they use this off week more than the the cliche, you know, good time to heal because you're banged up and all that. Um, maybe they take some of this two weeks just to make sure that uh, uh, they're on the same page. You know, maybe take a camping trip or do something. Have a, go ahead, have a little kumbaya moment because like they, they need to get it together. Tim, I think around college football, and we'll see it in college basketball, that with all the different things that go into the team chemistry now i mean it's just not like it used to be uh this morning i visited with with jason mons i hosted dave's show and he was talking about the 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 trip that the tiger basketball team took and it, it, it was good for him every everybody's trying to find that right mix of, of chemistry and where it really gets challenged in, in, in for college football that first setback are two you know, and we know what two losses, it, it kind of derails any conference championships or nationally any college football playoff appearances. I, I think you better get your chemistry set before you endure a couple losses because if you have the wrong kind of losses, there goes the, there goes the locker room. And, and it's amplified in the portal era. I mean, it's always been sure like is. that, but now it's, it's ratcheted times 10 because you got guys coming in from all over. You got, you know, it's not like the old days when you had guys who were playing together for, you know, four or five years and there was 50-year seniors who, like, had known each other since their their recruiting trips when they're teenagers and now, you know, they're, they're 22, 23-year-old kids. It's, it's, it's not that anymore. It's, it's, it's guys who are one-and-done guys in college football, not in college basketball, college football. Mm-hmm. They're one-and-done. Right. The on ultimate team sport. They're, 
Yeah, they're 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 in their third school. They're guys that are in the portal for a reason. They they and this is not to demean anybody, but they weren't good enough at the SEC level. They had an issue with a coach somewhere else. They weren't starting, and so they're 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 pouting. Um, um, or or the opposite. They like absolutely they they were under recruited out of high school and they absolutely excelled at the FCS level or or the D two level. You got to be careful when you're when you're recruiting when you're picking up guys as heavily out of the portal as both the Tigers football and basketball teams have done because you got to make sure you got guys who are there for the right reason yeah. not not guys who are using you as a stepping stone to get from F- FCS to group of five to you want to play with an SCC program next year not some guy who you know put up gaudy numbers you know somewhere else and now wants to add on top of that so he can get his NFL shot and all that. It, 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 it's changed the whole, it not only changed the calendar of recruiting, it, it, mm-hmm. it's changed the, the, in the philosophy of recruiting, but the, 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 the complexity of making sure you do your homework on these guys. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Tim, you mentioned Rock Taylor, and, and he just had a, a fantastic season. And him and, and I've thought Kobe Drake has come up with some really big-time uh, catches and crucial moments these past couple of seasons, two of the returnees in that wide receiver group. But for Rock Taylor, how big has he been for Seth Hennigan and for this offense, a guy that really these past couple of seasons, he struggled finding consistent time out at, at wide receiver, but now kind of the uh, the main guy out there for Seth Hennigan. Yeah, yeah, coming off uh, clearly his, his best three-game stretch of his, his career, his best game probably was uh, prior to this season, was probably last season uh, against Utah State in the bowl game. Yeah. Uh, when mm-hmm. I, I think he had four catches, but, but he's lighting it up. I think he's at 23 catches so far this season off 38 targets. Um, so, you know, maybe tighten that up a little bit, but, but he's showing some dependability. He's putting up the big numbers. Um, they, he, he gave them an element on, I keep going to that 53 yarder. I think yeah. that was the biggest play of the game or maybe in a close tie with the block. Yeah. Um, but, um, they, you need somebody to take the lid off. Like you need a, you need a go route threat and, um, to, to loosen things up and, and he did that. Now he's not always going to be that guy necessarily from, from what I gather, but, um, um, somebody has to, has to be there. And, and you know what, without it, um, you got defenses just keying all night on, on, on Blake Watson. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I think, you know, if he isn't already rock Taylor should be Blake Watson's, uh, best buddies right after all his offensive linemen. You're, you're, you're right, Tim, and, and Blake Watson, he's bringing it. Even when they all know he's getting ready to bring it, they bring it. We're going to do it on Wednesday at 4.30. If you want to pass, if you want to do this in column form and you don't want to blow it all right here or right now, you don't, you don't have to, but we're going to, we're going to get the grade book out for September on Wednesday at 4.30. What would be Tim Buckley's grade for Tiger football for the month of September? Well, because I always hated the whole, a through F system uh, throughout grade mm-hmm. school. I'm going to go with pass. I like it. I, 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 I love it. I love it. 
<laughs> Bryant knows one of my one of my big world views about college football is week to week. It's pass uh-huh. or fail. If you win, it means you pass. If you lose, I don't yep. care who you are, you failed. It's win or die. Think about it after, really after you graduated high school, how many people ever asked you, did you get an A or a C in class blank? Bingo. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody cares. cares. Did you pass point. or you fail? Are you behind a year or are you not? Wow. <laughs> That's it. I mean... Did you advance or are you, are, are, are you back with everybody a year younger than you? Great uh, yeah. point. Wow. Cum laude, summa cum laude, That's or, right. or Pi Kappa Phi, which I was Pi Kappa Phi. I mean, <laughs> at a Tim, certain it, point it, in life, it reminds me. Either pass or fail. <laughs> it reminds me of when, when I ran for vice president of our fraternity, and my closing speech was, everybody vote for me because I'm putting it on my resume. Whether I win or lose, nobody checks that crap. <laughs> That's another great point. One in a landslide. Well, it's a little, it's a little shaky, Tim. I can assure you. <laughs> yeah, we might, that might be what we need to do on Wednesday is take a look at Brett's resume. There were some lost academic years in there, Tim. I can assure you. <laughs> Tim, I'm curious. Uh, what, what have you thought about this secondary through five weeks? I, it was one group that I really wanted to pay attention to because of some of these young guys that have had to step up and, and be starters, and and you've seen some teams kind of pick some of these cornerbacks off, especially the past couple of weeks. But as a whole. What have you thought about this group? Absolutely the best pickup in the portal by far, even maybe head and shoulders above Blake Watson, Simeon Blair. Absolutely. My goodness, that guy can play. And And Arkansas needs him now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, look, supposedly there was, you know, some issues there with, with that defense, one of the worst pass defenses. You know, whether he was the fall guy for that, whether he was a fall for that, who knows, who cares? He's playing great football for the Memphis Tigers right now. Hard hitter. He's really, he's brought that, that whole secondary together. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're playing terrific as a unit, and they're allowing things to happen in front of them that, at least in the games that I, I saw last season, and I came granted in the middle of the season, but... It was things that the defense wasn't able to do, right. you know, up front, off the line with their linebackers and whatnot. But um, they're they're getting it done on the backside, and I think probably Simeon Blair is the the biggest reason for that. And he can he can he can lick a hit now. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. and he look and looks very much the part. Yes, yes. He has been impressive, and I'll say that, that he has been a big part of that secondary. But, Tim, thanks so much for joining Delightful, us, Tim. and uh, we'll do this again soon. All right, fellas. Take care. Thanks, Tim. Thank you very much. Tim Buckley, just so much fun to visit with him from the Daily Memphian on Tiger football, and, and he's right. There's a it, It's a pass for the Memphis yeah. Tigers, and we'll get the grade book out oh, on yeah, Wednesday, we but we're going to do letter grades, <laughs> A, B, C, D, or F. No love pluses, it. no minuses. I love it. I you can't ready? Wait. Oh, I, I need to bring like my mom's, all her grading materials that she yes. uses to grade things, and maybe I can give a more accurate grade to some of these teams. Speaking of academics in the past, we even we actually one time found the grade book. Oh, how about that? Yeah, <laughs> that was uh, that was a that was a lucrative that was a lucrative find. But we're we're gonna go grades. We're gonna do teams. We're gonna do position groupings. Like we're gonna it. do coaches. We're gonna do from national teams. We're gonna have SEC grades. We're gonna have Tiger grades, AAC grades. I'm excited. We're gonna do that at four thirty 
on Wednesday. This hour of our show brought to you every day, and we're so proud to have them on our team. And that's Hewlett and Dunn, Boot and Gene on the Historic Square in Collierville since 1961. Charles Hall, he started working there in his teens, and now with his wife, Laura, they own the place, known for all the boots, but also accessories, clothing, cap for any team, for any season, and for any occasion, whether it's work, uh, dress, casual, anything you want. They've got the Western wear. They've got the work boots. They've got the safety toe or soft toe. They've got rubber boots, boots for every occasion at Hewlett Dunn from head to toe. They have you covered with every brand imaginable. Ariat, Dan Post, Anderson Bean, whether for men or women, they have it. Well, and, and it's not just the boots. Men's and women's clothing, jeans, pants, shirts, shorts, outerwear, and the best duck head collection you'll find. Charles and Laura Hall invite you to 111 North Center Street or to HewlettDunn.com on the square in Collierville. Hats, sunglasses, boot care products, and every area team snapbacks and cool hats that you can think of. For the Tigers, State, UT, Ole Miss, and the Razorbacks. And for travel, their bag selection is absolutely top-notch. HewlettDunn.com, but please visit and say hello at 111 Center Street on the square in Collierville at Hewlett and Dunn. And we thank them so much for being with us every single afternoon sponsoring our 5 o'clock hour. But let's go ahead and get to a break. And when we come back, uh, we've got to talk about this Monday night football game, uh, a, a big one tonight against the uh, against the Giants and the Seahawks. We'll do that in the next segment for sure. We, we will. Before we get to break, real quick, I want to go over our picks from uh, Friday. No, College. no, Brad. I think I think we need to get to a break. I don't oh, want to. Are go you over, ready to throw I, to break? I, I don't want to go over those records from this past week. And I, I think, no, uh, oh we, man, we tell it for good I, or for bad. I was bad. trying to get out of this. I knew you were going here. I was trying to get to a quick break, and then you, you, oh man, I, you stopped me. I, I know you were. I, I finally, you know, four and two in college to get me to fifteen and seventeen for the year in college. I was four and two Saturday. Uh, we were 0-1 on group locks. We both had the Tigers, and, boy, we lost by half point mm-hmm. there. Um, we already count that as a win. No, 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 <laughs> we don't score like that. You were 1-5, uh, uh-huh. minus four points. Yep. College football for the year, though, you're 18-14. and 14. Mm. NFL, we both went 2-3. and three. We we lost both group locks. We were 0-2 on that. We both had Miami, not even close. We <laughs> yeah. both had New England, not even close. For the year in the NFL, I'm eight and sixteen. For the year in the NFL, you're fourteen and ten. So overall, for you, thirty-two and twenty-four. That's real good. I think that's real good. And I am twenty-three and thirty-three for the year. But we're gonna have a pick on Seattle and the Giants when we come back. But I. Huh. We, we got to go over it, whether it's good or yeah, bad. What a bad weekend. And I was sitting at my house here. Another one. Oh, man, another one. I had already put two check marks down for the Bears. They were leading big over the Broncos. I said, oh, man, what a shock pick from me. Get the get the, the cover and get the, the double win. hit. And, uh, and then they stormed back and, and won. So uh, a rough weekend. Bears are really bad. The Bears are really bad. It's not, really it's not, all, it's, it's not Justin Fields. No, no, it's not. I mean, everybody wanted to put the blame on him, I think, for good reason uh, before this week. But. One of his best games ever throwing the football yesterday, and they still couldn't get a win over a bad Broncos team. But we're going to bounce back with this pick um, for the Seahawks and the Giants. We'll, we'll get to that after this break. We'll break down uh, tonight's game. We'll get to our pick, our preview. We'll also have to go, uh, get to our top four quarterbacks for the Giants and Seahawks. One list uh, made up of both Giants and Seahawks. We'll do that next with our Ruth Chris Monday Night Football Preview. Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio 
for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Tonight in the Big Apple, where Sunday night football was last night. It's Monday night football at Seattle. Cross-country trip. Pete Carroll's kind of got that down, though, doesn't he? They have to do it Uh a lot during the year. All the way across the country, laying two and a half in the Meadowlands. Now at MetLife Stadium against the Giants. Can Brian Dayball really kind of rally around that game plan Cowboy up, pardon the pun, Brian, uh, for, for this kind of game. We will break it down. We'll have our big four all time, but this is our Ruth's Chris Monday Night Football Pick and Preview. And it's brought to you by our friends at Ruth's Chris. That's a perfect place to watch and celebrate. Tonight you can hear those sizzles all the way around town, and it's how celebrating and enjoying Monday Night Football should be done. Really for any occasion, treat yourself to one of the classic USDA prime beef steak seasoned and broiled to perfection. Then serve sizzling hot on one of Ruth's signature 500-degree plates. Trust us. If you touch it, you'll know we're telling you the truth. At Ruth's Chris Memphis in Regalia with plenty of safe, free parking. Kevin Johnson, outstanding general manager. Jared Wells, his executive chef. And they want everyone to know right now, start planning for the holiday season. You need to start now for that perfect event. Open for lunch on Sunday. Happy hour Monday through Thursday, 4 to 6, and Sunday, 3.30 to six most hospitable steakhouse in town. Ruth's gift cards are always available. Patented boiling method. Hear the sizzles and enjoy Monday night football with us on all the TVs. Visit ruthschris.com to make a reservation and celebrate the right way at Ruth's Chris Memphis. As I said, we both went two and three in the NFL, so let's get the pick portion of this out of the way. I like Seattle big in this. I'm, I'm sorry, I like the Giants Big in this tonight with the travel across the country. And I think the Giants have the better quarterback play. I didn't last year. I don't this year. I don't trust Geno Smith. I don't know that I love Daniel Jones that much, but I do in this spot tonight. Uh, give me the Giants plus the two-and-a-half home team plus two-and-a-half on Monday Night Football. That used to be wagering uh, dynamo right there, Brian, a, a home team on Monday Night Getting points may not still be the case, but I'm going to try it tonight. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty split in this game. Um, I, I, I the the Seahawks have won seventy percent of their games on Monday Night Football, so that makes me want to believe in them tonight. But this defense for for uh, for Seattle has really struggled, especially against the pass, and I think uh, New York will pass a lot tonight on this uh, Seattle defense, but. I'm going to go with the 70%. I'm going to take Seattle on the road, minus the 2.5. We're just going to throw a shot in the dark here and see what happens. I I think it will be lower scoring. Mm -hmm. I I don't know what the Vegas over and under is. Uh, Give me a second and I'll tell you. You got it. I I think it will be a low scoring affair. Neither one of these quarterbacks strike fear in the rest of the league. And, And the Giants don't have many, especially with Saquon, if he'd injured, there are not many game breakers 
for for Seattle or for New York. Seattle's got game breakers. Arlington native, oh, yeah. uh, Kenneth Walker, and and Ole Miss's DK Metcalf. So the total right now is at forty six and a half, and it looks like a lot of the money is coming in on the under right now. Oh man, oh, what I know though with the picks <laughs> I made this year, I love that under. Yeah, I love that under. But you know, right now it feels like. The, the game, the, the tone gets set early. If it's a rat race, there, mm-hmm. there, there's no stopping it. Right. I mean, they're, they're, oh, yeah. They're, like Buffalo and, and the Dolphins yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, yeah. Which you, you oh, kind of expect that to be. That, that's not a fair comparison oh, to that game tonight. <laughs> so, so you take Seattle. I take yeah. the Giants tonight in Monday Night Football from MetLife Stadium. Eli Manning was back in Oxford this weekend. He, he, he lives right there. Very close to to MetLife Stadium right. in the Jersey suburbs, and always says it's a, it's a lot different, a lot different pace in Oxford than it oh, is in New York I'm City. I'm sure, I'm sure, but I'm sure it's a good time up there. I'm sure you guys fun. All right, these all time quarterbacks. We'll yeah. see if Eli Manning's on some of these lists. We're combining both Seattle and the Giants. You can you can take whatever order you want. We want yours at nine zero one. Three six zero eight two five five for the seat for Seattle. Do you, you don't have Rick Myra in here, do you? I do not. I okay, do not. good. You got Matt Hasselbeck? I uh, maybe. I'm okay, on. fire away. All right, so my top four from both the Giants and the Seahawks. Number one, Eli Manning. I mean, I don't know how you can put anybody else up there at number one other than Eli Manning. Even though we're doing two teams. I still think he's number one. Number two, Matt Hasselbeck. I've got him at number two, what he did with those Seahawks Took a team teams. to a Super Bowl. I mean, absolutely. It's impressive to do with a, with a franchise like Seattle. Number three, I'm going to go Phil Simms, a very good quarterback uh, with the Giants, so I'll put him at number three. Number four, I don't think anybody else has this guy on their list, Brock Huard. Oh, only like two games started oh, wow. for the Seahawks. Huh? But let me tell what? you, Brett. What he okay. does now on Fox... It's going gonna, it's gonna to take some real convincing, but go ahead. What he does now on Fox, doing uh, USFL games, doing college football games, hosting a local radio show in Seattle, I mean, the love I have for Brock Huard is is too much to not be, have okay. him on this list. Bi- maybe Big Four Seattle radio host, I would go with that. In one year, the, the year of the goal line play that was in Phoenix... Our spot on Radio Row was near that Seattle station that he's You're with, kidding. you know, and, and he was doing SEC then, and just, just a, a really, really nice person. Uh, and, and 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 he he's doing he he was doing mornings then, and I'm going to say he was doing like seven to ten a.m. That's what he's doing right so now? We're, okay, oh, is that right? Yeah, he's uh, back and, and doing that and, same and, time. Give me the the call letters for the station. Oh man, you'd have to give me a minute. I don't know them off the top. Oh, of my oh head. that's okay. Because their hours, I want to say he was he was seven to ten uh-huh. local Seattle time, uh-huh. and this was in the Mountain Time Zone, and he was all out of whack. Oh yeah, with time and getting over there. One day he rolled rolled in kind of late. Oh well, here's the great thing. So he, so back then he was, you know, with uh, his still co-host, and then he left for like a handful of years, and now he's back. He just came back like a year ago, and in his contract, 
it says that he does not have to work the first hour of the show. So he rolls in at, I think they're from, I think they're from 6 to, 6 to 8, 9, 9, 10, 10, 12. I think they're from, I don't know what they are, but they're on in the mornings and for four hours. He misses the first hour every single morning and he rolls in at the top of the next hour. Nice. If you can get it, get I mean, it. Hey, he's 0-4 as a starting quarterback, though, in, in the NFL. So That Mountain West radio row, it had everybody out of whack. Booking guests uh-huh. and figuring out what time it was and corresponding. You know, and I, I mean, I would book somebody. I'm, I'm trying to get the exact example. I'd book them. You know, I'm thinking 4 o'clock oh, in Memphis. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> it's a mess, I'm sure. And, and, and so that would be 2 o'clock in Phoenix. Is that right? Yeah, I, yeah and I and and, so. and they they and you know they they show at four out there. You know, well, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 I mean, no, no. Oh man, that's, I mean, it, that's the, a mess. The whole the whole week. I, I mean, just ev- everybody w- was really out of whack. But we got a great game out there when Seattle really should have won their second Super Bowl. Should have. They they gave that one away. They really did. They really did. What's your top four? My big four, I'm going to start with Eli Manning. Oh, yeah. uh, he's going to the Hall of Fame. I, I don't think uh, I, I, I need to do some convincing. There's some, boy. There's some loud uh, people out there that are opposed to it. But uh, not next summer of 24, but summer of 25, he, he, he's going into the Hall of Fame. Number two, I think he should be in there. And on some veteran list someday, Phil Sims should be there. I have him as my number two. My number three is the only Super Bowl winning quarterback for Seattle, and it's not going well for him in Denver, but it went well for him in Seattle. And remember, when th- when he emerged as their starter, they had just spent that truckload of money on Matt Flynn mm-hmm. from his brief shining moment with the yep. Packers yep. one year out of LSU, paid him all that money, and it was so smart of Pete Carroll not to double down on, on you know, the, or, or the owner telling him, we're, playing the, we're, we're going to play the guy we paid. No, they said, oh, we're, we're going to play the guy that we can win with, and they went with Russell Wilson. Number four, I go with Dave Craig, and, and mm-hmm. those gaudy numbers for him. I don't know that he ever gets in the Hall of Fame, but similar to Phil Sims, yep. maybe on a veterans list someday. And he's also this, the only quarterback in the history of the NFL that his alma mater, Milton College, it no longer exists. Wow. Wow, that is a great nugget. Take that for academic history. How about that? I love that. As we were that. talking in the last segment with Tim. That's great. Milton doesn't even exist anymore. That's awesome. That is awesome. Oh, that's great. But I'd probably, if I if I had to replace, if I had to be serious and replace Brock Hewitt on my list, I'd probably have to throw Russ on my ass. So, my, so my you dip friend. in and listen to Seattle to get your... Cracking update and, Cracking and even, Mariners, even yeah. like your Mariners, uh-huh. yeah. Oh yeah, I listen. I listen a lot. Before we start our show today, I was listening to their podcast form of their show this morning, and oh man, Pete, they had callers calling about the Mariners. People just ripping the Mariners for good reason too. I, from my old Miss friends, I'm getting where's Charlie Connerly? Mm. He would be fifth, yeah. and he sure should be a, a, as well on, on that veterans list. And if we went just Giants, and we will later in the year, we we kind of split it up because we're going to get repeat teams. Yep. And, and and we'll go to, to just them when they repeat. We won't kind of have them merge. I sure will have number forty two on that list oh, for yeah. Charlie Connerly. I got I got a great old Miss friend cracking <laughs> on me now about it. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, for both these teams, there there's some good quarterbacks to to choose from. And when I was looking through um, and, and trying to figure out who I wanted 
for these lists, I mean, I, it was kind of hard to, to limit it down, and this was before I, I knew we were just doing one list. But, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to limit some of these teams down to just four quarterbacks. It, it, it is. Are, 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 you, are you one that thinks Eli goes in first ballot? Or do you oh, think he's got to wait? I, or, or does he go in? You, I think, you think he, goes he goes in, in for sure. Um, is I, there a wait? I think there might be a little wait. I think he should be in first ballot, but I think there will be a wait. If that Our Cowboys sense. got back on, on rolling, didn't they? Sure did. They're back. I, I mean, I, I hate myself that I'm not wearing my Cowboys jersey today because, I mean, they're Me back. Me too. They're I, back. I almost wore my Cowboys and jersey a, today. a perfect time for them to bounce back because this week now they've got these 49er. I mean, what a joke of an organization the 49ers are. You know, good for wait, them. Wait a second. Wait good, wait for wait the 49ers. good for the 49ers. Good for the 49ers. 49ers knocked them out of the playoffs oh, the last well, two years, I mean, a, a, just a joke. But good for the 49ers for trying to make it look like they're a good team this year so that the Cowboys can just kick them down this weekend. I love it. And the, I, the 49ers are showing why last week I, I was saying I would take them over the Dolphins. Between the Dolphins' performance and the 49ers' performance this weekend, I feel very vindicated about that. Yeah, the 49ers are pretty good. Um, but I think the Cowboys, the Cowboys are Man, better. Uh, the, the old timers are re- the old timers. The experienced people are really weighing in. My <laughs> friend John Barbers can't argue with your list, but he's getting ready to argue with it. But was really hoping that Yelverton Abraham Tittle, Y.A. Tittle, oh, yeah. w- would at least be referenced. Oh, he was on my uh, he was on my team only list before we merged the from two Marshall, list. Texas. He was he fun was on to drive that list. through Y.A. Tittle's hometown, making my way to and fro Texas A and M. God, God, John Vars didn't have any problem with Brock Hurd. It seems. I mean, it sounds like John Vars is a big Brock Hurd fan. I think you made a great case for Brock Hewitt as top four <laughs> Seattle talk show host. You, you did. Strong case. That's not the list we were doing, I'm afraid, though. So that's that's too bad. But let's go ahead and get to our final break of the day. And when we come back, we'll wrap up today's show with Talk About Crunch Time. Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, for Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11, here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Hewlett & Dunn Boot & Jean Company in Collierville. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito. So good. Double the steak with nacho cheese sauce, seasoned rice, red strips, sour cream, and the three cheese blend wrapped inside a warm flour tortilla with even more three cheese blend grilled on the top. The Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito, it hits the spot now at Taco Bell. And at Taco Bell, when they say they are feeding people's lives with unexpected good, they mean it. Bowl food you can't get anywhere else. 
Well, what I learned today is that we've got a big matchup this weekend in college football. Texas versus Oklahoma. And, uh, I mean, this game's huge. I mean, Texas really looks like they might actually be, uh, I dare to say it, Brett, it might be back. I mean, this team looks good. They are. This team is playing extremely competitive, beating really, I mean, taking care of business against Kansas, a good Kansas offense, beating Arkansas or Alabama earlier this year, going up against an Oklahoma team that I've really been impressed with, especially offensively and really that defense too. I mean, that the big knock on that team last year was the defense. They couldn't stop anything. And no matter who they played, their defense really struggled. But now that defense looks a lot more solid and this offense looks electric. I think they were about a 20-point favorite this weekend against Iowa State, covered with ease. I mean, this this team is a, is a covering machine so far this week. So I'm excited for this game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch and and I know it's early I know it's Monday to talk about a game on Saturday but this game is really building up to be one of the best games of the season so far in that great setting at the Texas State Fairgrounds at the Cotton Bowl Stadium what I learned the Celtics aren't seeding the East to the Bucks or to anyone else they're not seeding it to Giannis and, and and Damian Lillard they got better with the acquisition of Drew Holiday he's better than Marcus Smart but the Grizzlies also got better Two things can be true at the same time. The Grizzlies got better with Marcus Smart because the Grizzlies need experience and a veteran presence. They got it. The Celtics will be there at the end in the East in the NBA. Yeah, what a wild trade over the weekend for uh, for a Celtics to get Drew Holiday. You, you didn't buy wow. his Trailblazer jersey, did no, you? No, 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 no. I was thinking good, about good it, but then I, I got the notification just in the nick of time. What I could have done without, really, you know, a, a great story to hear, but we all remember what happened to Bronny James earlier this offseason mm-hmm. and the, the um, having to rush him to the hospital uh, while he was at practice, and that's what I could have done without. But I am seeing now LeBron James was asked today about Bronny, his health, how he's feeling today at Media Day. And he said that that Bronny is aiming to get back on the floor this season for USC, which this has already happened. This happened the year before um, where a player was having heart issues during practice and missed the first half of the season for USC and was able to come back during conference play. So I'm hoping the best for Bronny. I'm hoping um, that they have gotten this situation under control and that he can get back to the court uh, as as healthy as possible and, and as fast as possible. I uh, could have done without, you know, the, the the fine was coming. You knew it from SEC for the field storming Saturday, but it was just hard to hold that enthusiasm back. Keith Carter just put out a text about an hour ago, love the passion of the Ole Miss family, especially our incredible student section this year. However, moving forward, we all need to do our part to keep game day safe. Have fun, be loud, but make good decisions. Go go ribs, hashtag, go ribs, hashtag beat the hogs. Yeah, we, we, we know, but. Sometimes, gosh, I you know, and, and I'm you know, I'm spending money that's <laughs> not mine, but the athletics department they they they, they had to have yeah. that somewhere budgeted in there just in oh, case yeah. this this year went crazy. But they don't want anybody hurt, and that's right. how it happens. Mm-hmm. Starts out in fun, ends up someone yeah. hurt, but sure sure can see that there's we've got a tech tech a uh, text late Saturday night from a friend of mine said, "Was that you out there running around <laughs> with your shirt off?" And I sent back to go, "No, that wasn't me out there just." 
uh, with my shirt off, I was fully nude out there running around. <laughs> and, and, and the per- person fell out dying laughing. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's great. Uh, another thing I saw today, speaking of, of NBA media days, uh, Kawhi Leonard, he was asking about the new load management rules. He said, no league policy is helping me to play more games. So... I said it earlier. I thought I think the Clippers might be a team that tests this new rule from the NCAA or from the NBA. But you did, uh, you know. We'll we'll see. It doesn't seem like uh, Kawhi is putting and too they much laugh into it this. Fans. Oh, oh, absolutely. But uh, where are you beaming tonight? Beam me to MetLife to New York yeah. City for Monday Night Football, Seattle, and the Giants. Dan Dimes versus uh, versus once a Mister Jet, now with Seattle, yeah. Geno Smith. Yeah, I mean, uh, kind of the kind of the only show in town tonight with uh, with baseball off it tonight. It starts start tomorrow afternoon. Playoffs. Yeah, but I guess I, I'm beaming right there with you uh, up to New York to to see this game tonight. I'm intrigued to see what these two teams look like. I think these are two teams that a lot of people, you know, some people thought both these teams were going to be really good this year. Some people thought these teams weren't going to be very good this year. But an up and down start to the season for both of these teams, and I, I want to see. How they look in this matchup against each other. Monday Night Football, like I said earlier, the Seahawks have won 70% of their Monday Night Football games. So it should be a, a really good one tonight on ESPN. I've just grown to love Dusty Baker. That wasn't always the case with me with Dusty Baker. But what he's accomplished in for a week ago today, there was a chance not even in the playoffs. Yeah. Now they, they win the West. Mm-hmm. They're sitting at home just watching the world burn the yeah. rest of this week. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're just having fun. And so, uh, you know, I think that's a team that more people can like a little. I know these some of these past uh, Houston teams have been hard to root for because of all of that scandal. But, uh, you know, new faces in there, so maybe some people will start rooting for them. But that's all the time we have today. Enjoy your night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock.